You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grawlix Nights, the Grawlix Podcast live show. This is Randy. This is Melanie. And this is Jesse. What's going on, everybody? Hi. We're kicking it off a little late tonight, but that's okay. Why it's nights. Mm-hmm. What's up, viewers? Viewer, what's up, listeners? Are you going to talk about Bruno? Paul asks. I don't know what that's in we reference don't, to. We don't talk about Bruno. Not on I don't show. We don't talk about that. It's, I don't an, encan- it's an Encanto reference right there. I only know that because if I play that song in my classroom, it makes all the boys mad. Oh, it's a song. It's that level of aggravation. It's kind of like when you made the frozen let it go joke. But now, like this is the new one. Oh. So we don't we don't talk about Bruno. Okay. I guess I'm not cool enough. I have to know these things in order to survive. Mm. yeah you shouldn't know these things but i do i have to know these things so do you keep like a cheat sheet of the current slang or whatever so you uh, know i'll never keep up on that but like tiktok helps in that regard because mm-hmm. i'll be like what does that mean and then i look it up on urban dictionary which is sometimes helpful and mostly not helpful mm-hmm because that's like wikipedia only no one cares if it's true Right. Well, that's great. (laughs) That's a cold open. That's what we call a cold open, folks. Right? Is that how that works? That's not a cold open. No. No. That's awful. How are you two doing? (laughs) That threw me all off my game. (laughs) It's good. Hey, Harlem Knight. We got Paul and Harlem Knight tonight. I love that. They were about to listen to an episode on Spotify when they realized we were live. Cool. Yeah, we just went live too. So, you know, we're just Harlem Knight was just featured on a podcast, the God God Games and Geekery podcast. So cool. Mm -hmm. And Harlem Knight is a big Twitch streamer with chess. Oh. So there you go. I like the song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So here's what's on the agenda today. I don't know. No, we would be watching a couple things. It's going to be kind of a laid back episode and we got a later start. So ideally we might want to wrap it up a little bit earlier or shorter, I guess. But today is Melanie's birthday. Yeah. Oh, hey. And it was recently a Randy birthday too. It was between last episode and this episode. It was my birthday. Today's her birthday. Yep. You just had a birthday recently, didn't you? Jesse? No, but it's coming up because we, yeah, like we always celebrate the birthday versary of the Grawlix podcast. You're right. You're right. Okay. I knew it was around this time. Everybody's clumped. Your younger bro ham just had a birthday, I believe. Yes. Yeah. He had, this is in January. So yeah. Yeah. We're all grouped around here. All the Aquariuses. We're awesome. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Paul. I thought of you earlier today. We were out and about, and I saw a Jessica Rabbit pin, and I was like, oh, we should get that for Paul, but we'd never give it to you, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're doing a whole line of, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit action figures through Super 7, and I thought about Paul because they were, like, doing the teaser, and it's got, like, the vat of whatever slime that they kill mm-hmm. tunes in. Mm-hmm. Dip. The dip, yes. Oh my god, it's dip! I don't know what that voice is. I'm not doing it again. (laughs) So, (laughs) there's one thing we have to talk about today. Oh, I'm not trying to rush past Melanie's birthday, by the way. That's fine. Okay. I didn't know if you want to just dwell on it or not. No, I don't want to dwell on it. One thing we have to talk about, but... and Spider-Man No Way Home. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) Oh, okay. Someday we will talk about that show. Speaking of spoilers, but maybe we'll hold off on some Book of Boba Fett for a little bit. That's got to be one of the things spoiled for everybody. No, it's so funny. He just asked. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't. 
We will. Well, we talked about episode five last week. But episode six, which is like, whoa, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about yeah. tonight. But we'll probably just run through quickly anything else we've been watching before we hit that, since it's kind of spoilery and the episode just came out, what, yesterday? Yeah. Wow, how long of a day was yesterday? I legit watched it like 5 a.m. Like, I get up at 5, and so I'm mm-hmm. like, I am not getting this spoiled. I know big things are happening because of the way that the last one set it up. I was like, if Mando's in this, there's going to be a lot of things that I don't want someone else to ruin. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch it now. Ooh. Okay, we'll get to that very soon. But I just made a list of them. What else did we watch? Okay, well, then I'll start with Melanie and I blew through a series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since oh, last a whole episode. series. <laughs> we watched Faria, The Darkest Light. And I might be mispronouncing Faria, but it's spelled like it sounds. It spells like I'm making it sound, I should clarify. <laughs> okay. F-E-R-I-A. It's on Netflix. It's a like eight-episode series. I liked it quite live a bit. Live action? Yeah, or... live action series. Yeah. It's Spanish? Yeah, it's Spanish. It takes place in some place in Spain, I believe. And it's like a supernatural... Well, it's definitely like a supernatural kind of mystery thriller thing. I think it's because we watched... Archive 81 or whatever. Okay. There are some very strong themes related to Archive 81 in the storytelling. It kind of checked a lot of boxes for me because you've got a like rural European community rocked by some type of tragedy, which of course is always accompanied by a moody detective. Check, check. Mm-hmm. And you've got some supernatural elements. In that respect, it reminded me a little bit of like Black Spot, which was another great series you can see on Netflix. Hopefully they do another season of that someday. And I feel like it's not a spoiler to say because they kind of get to it right away and it's right in the trailer. A whole bunch of like cult stuff, cultists, Mm -hmm. and maybe some supernatural elements. But yeah, Melanie, what did you think of it? I liked it. I thought it was really good. We watched it totally on, I don't know. It was just one of those fire up Netflix and it showed a picture of, you know, whatever the picture must have appealed to me or caught my interest. And I was like, okay, I'll watch a trailer and like, okay, we'll give this a shot. It was good. There were some characters that I was very annoyed at their decisions Yes, over and over. But other than that, it was good. I feel like it's fairly well-written, but the characters aren't necessarily well-written. Like it does really well at balancing. Like there's a good amount of characters in it. And there's a lot of characters that I'm like, well, they're just going to be like a side nothing character and disappear that actually like eventually play kind of a major role, at least for a portion of the plot. So I was impressed with how it juggled its characters. Mm -hmm. The character decisions, however, is where I'm like, (laughs) come on. That is the weak point. At least for me, it wasn't enough to kill the show. And it's really well produced. It looks great. But that's a valid criticism, Melanie. Mm hmm. And it's just, I like the way the story unfolds, where you're not sure what's real and what's not for a while, and it keeps adding layers and layers on it. Like, you think these people are bad people, then they end up being good people, but then they end up being maybe kind of bad people, and then everybody just kind of sucks, you know? (laughs) I was a little concerned, because, like, here is the only, like, backdrop I can find on the movie database.org, and so at first I was like, is this going to be like foreign language CW type thing? And it's not. <laughs> it I does mean, look like that. These two teen girls are like central characters, but it's got edge. It's not like CW'd. It had another one with body horror, man. Yes. It's pairs nicely or what's a pair when there's three. It goes three. along nicely with <laughs> archive 81 and brand new cherry flavor, which we happen to just watch. So mm-hmm. I think they're watching us and then showing us movies based on that. Right. Can I flip real quick to the comments? Yeah. Paul said he watched the trailer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and we did also. Oh, that's right. 50 years. I was just saying, (laughs) evil's not going to die. I was like, okay, yeah, we are jumping (laughs) hard suddenly to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer for the new movie for Netflix. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then they throw a lady who's not the original lady, but she's supposed to be the original girl from the first one's back. 
and she's gonna 50 years evil dies tonight it's I the think, same oh, actress I... and everything uh, is no that... it's not the same oh, actress. It's not. oh okay uh-uh. it's a recast but, uh, oh i was like don't why why the texas chainsaw massacre doesn't need that and also in my opinion the woman at the end of texas chainsaw massacre was traumatized she was not about to turn around and go back to fight evil she was right. gonna stay as far away from it as she could she yes she was broken right it kind of works for halloween because i don't know why halloween's been doing that kind of thing for years off and on but it's a very similar thing to halloween it's a direct sequel to the first one the name is just basically the title of the first one it's ignoring all the sequels although i get it with texas chainsaw massacre because Every sequel ignores all of the other sequels. Um, <laughs> right. You just kind of have to. When you go where that series goes in part two, no sequel is yeah. going to be like, yeah, let's follow part two. Part two is so weird. <laughs> Paul says cell phone dude on the bus was his favorite guy so far. That's such a weird tone for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Actually, that's not out of place if you did decide to follow part two. But do the like where it's a bunch of people on a bus and leather faces in there with a chainsaw. He's like, you're going to get canceled, bro, or whatever. Do anything and you'll get canceled. And then he, of course, chainsaws people, right? But I don't know. Weird. Weird. Not really what I was expecting. I was a little surprised by it. To be honest, that trailer I watched a little bit ago, although this is kind of a cheat because it takes place in the 70s and the new Texas Chainsaw is modern, but... That trailer for the upcoming movie X, just titled X, directed by Ty West, that looks like a better follow-up to Texas Chainsaw Massacre than this movie does. I think that's what I thought it was when it first started. Right, because it's got that 70s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's just as soon as the lady was on there, and she's like, oh, she's got a gun, and she's going to... I was like, oh no, she's not Laurie Strode. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and they said 50 years. I was like, no. They said 50 years. Oh. 50 years. Leather dies tonight. <laughs> Leather dies tonight. P- it's PETA. PETA's the killer. <laughs> right. Maybe it's good, though. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm curious. I'm so curious. I kind of had somewhat high hopes, but I haven't really been thrilled with any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. After th- I liked the second one. After that, the reboots, I didn't really care for a lot of them that much. Yeah. Arlem Knight says, sometimes it's okay to leave things alone. Agreed. Jesse, have you watched anything? Yes, thank you. I was say, yeah, good segue. So, I don't even remember. <laughs> was it? I don't even remember. <laughs> no, no, I don't know that anything segues well to what I'm about to talk about. We must have talked about this during our Monster of the Week or whatever, and I was just like, oh, okay. Benny loves you? Yes. Right. I was so happy for you to see that. Right. It's so weird. It's like Shaun of the Dead, but so much gorier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if Shaun of the Dead featured Tickle Me Elmo that kills right? people, but also kind of wants to be your friend, and that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if they had just gone with the premise that they kind of set up in, like, the cold open for this movie, it would have been a very short movie, because this guy is lucky to be alive. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, literally lucky to be alive, because he has no skills for being alive. <laughs> it's like if Shaun of the Dead was also the 40-year-old virgin who threw away his toy that came back to life to kill anyone that might form an attachment to him mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Because Benny loves you, so so if anyone so else, no else loves can. you, they die. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Man, it's got such a Shaun of the Dead-style vibe to it, so it's funny. It's like funny, and then they'll have a bunch of fingers come out of a toaster. And I'm like, what? Those look like real fingers. They're so gross. It is totally very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was hard to wrap my head around. Like, I did enjoy it, sort of. But, like, there were times where I'm legit, like, turning away from the screen because I just don't expect that level of gore from Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it does stuff. You're like, oh, that's kind of funny. But then eventually you're like, oh, that's that's just sad. Like the attic lady, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Yes. Yes. That's well pretty good. I like that. 
Like he only repeats the handful of computer program sounds and words. And so like I did appreciate that. Like yeah. he just that's all he does is that they the same like that. four. Yeah. He never says anything else. They stuck to that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. It reminded me of a couple of other things and I just can't remember what they are because they're not true one to ones. Yeah. Um there was another one that made me really think of this because it's like you're the friend with the killer kind of thing. Idle hands almost. It reminded right. me almost mm-hmm. of idle hands in the way that when the hand gets possessed, this kid actually like gets out of his basement and does some things, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, like Helmo helps kind of put this guy's life on track at the same time, ruining it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. He helps him, but at the same time, it sets him up for life in prison. He doesn't oh, do yeah. anything to not let it get tracked to this guy. You didn't watch it with Holly, right? Because man, the no. dog bit. Oh, <laughs> good. <Lord>. No. Okay. <laughs> no. The dog bit she for me have... though. Yeah. Worked because as soon as it went like a gory dog thing, it was so clearly just a stuffed oh, yeah. animal they ripped up. Right. But it's the thought, right? Like right. Yeah. Yeah. No. In concept, it's pretty horrible. <laughs> oh, there's a scene. Oh, there's a scene that she would have hated, even though it's clearly like a fake thing at this point. Yeah. It's like a yeah. Modified plushie or something. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like this guy. You want to talk about bad decision making? Like this guy is just like, what? I know you were in the moment and you weren't thinking, but what universe would that have been a good decision? How is that going to save the situation? Like hit this, this corpse of an animal thing. It goes, if I recall correctly, it goes so hard into the horror, the gore and violence that it's like, okay, serious horror territory, but at the same time exists in a totally like unbelievably over the top cartoony world in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you watched it too. I sent you a picture of the rating screen because I was like. I have no idea how many stars to give this movie. I think I gave it three and a half because I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure why. And I don't know how often I'll rewatch it. Mm -hmm. I'll probably rewatch it. (laughs) It's funny in concept, but it's almost a little too dry. But it's worth it to watch it run. The scene where it shows it actually like walking down the hallway. (laughs) It's like bobbing along with like, I don't know, fishing line or something like somebody's just like doing the really bad puppet job, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is like whenever you'd see Kermit the Frog walk, you'd have this little uncanny valley thing was like, well, that doesn't look realistic, but this doesn't look realistic at all. It's (laughs) interesting because there are definitely times when it's CG. This was a low budget thing and the CG is pretty good, but in terms of like, yeah, making it look like it's walking, there's no attempt to not make it look like a puppet just bouncing. It's intentionally kind of cheesy looking, but at the same time, they made effort so that it looks nice, even though it looks cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I liked it. I'm glad that everybody's seen it or all the three of us. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that has strong feelings about gore because that right. was the thing that was like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think just because of the, how dramatically the tones contrast where I was just like, wow, never ready for the gore. <laughs> right. Even the fake gore, you know, like even the spaghetti gore. I mm-hmm. was like, what? what is happening? They did have some spaghetti in there, didn't they? Like spilled yeah. somewhere. Like Benny's first victim, spoilers, are the other toys. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like graphically setting it up like a disemboweled stuffy <laughs> plushy, you know, it's just like, wow, Benny's sending a message. <laughs> that, that message is horrible. Yeah. I do want to jump back real quick. Paul had said that this is kind of off topic, but we had mentioned brand new cherry flavor. He will be interviewing Pierre from brand new cherry flavor. I was trying to see who that was. Tomorrow on his show for his podcast. Awesome. That's pretty cool. I can't think of any questions off the top of my head, but if I think of any else, shoot some over. Yeah. Well, speaking of unexpected violence mixed with weird comedy, have you checked out Peacemaker yet? More Peacemaker yet? yet? Or at all? Okay. We watched the newest episode today, so we're keeping current on it because I kind of love it. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
it's a good match with Doom Patrol, I think, tonally. I still like Doom Patrol a little bit more, but Peacemaker's different. Peacemaker feels, it does drama, but not as much as Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And the episode we watched today, I don't know, episode seven, six, eight, I have no idea. There's times when I was like, you know, John Cena. Oh, hey, Matty D, what's going on? He says the best John Cena character, in my opinion. That's good timing. Because I was going to say, I even told Melanie as we were watching it. I was like, you know, John Cena, if I didn't know he was a wrestler, if he didn't necessarily look like a wrestler, because he looks like a wrestler, he's just a guy in this show, I'd be like, yeah, that guy's a pretty good actor. Like, I'm constant. And maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe it's insulting of me to be that way. But it's like, yeah, John Cena's good. He's got range. Mm Mm-hmm. But if we didn't know he was a wrestler, would we think that? I don't necessarily. I, I don't know if I'd think about it. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, right. See, that's where it's kind of insulting of me to even say. I don't know if it would register. Right. Paul says, Peacemaker is good John Cena goofy comedy. Well, exactly. It is. But there's times when he gets, like, serious and emotional, especially kind of as, you know, they're doing a character arc thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, So he does get serious sometimes, and he's pretty good at it. And James Gunn just clearly knows how to direct wrestlers. <laughs> right. Right. That matters. You know, he, kn- he knew how to handle Batista perfectly. He clearly knows how to handle Cena. I'm not trash talking wrestler actors because I mean, James <laughs> Gunn's clearly got some kind of secret sauce because he's done it successfully twice in a row. Listen, Roddy Piper was all right, man. Like, they yeah. live classic. The rock is super charisma. <laughs> super charisma yeah he's, he is. that's it i don't know if he's a good actor but he's so charismatic that's all he needs yep i heard him and vin diesel don't yeah i keep hearing about that's not normally the kind of thing we cover on grolic so i don't pay too much attention to it it's a little bit more gossipy but yeah i keep hearing about this beef between vin diesel and the rock and it sounds kind of like vin diesel keeps blaring john it cena has even tried to like mediate because he was in one. <laughs> what? Because he was in one. <laughs> he was in the space one, I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay. That's all I have to say about Peacemaker. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's you good. Your but... Peacemaker. Yeah. Right? Right? It's gory, though. It's hardcore. You're sensitive to violence again. Just don't watch <laughs> anything we talk about most of the time. <laughs> but is it shocking? Like, is Elmo going to do it? Not this episode, but the last episode... I found there was some pretty shocking violence because you don't expect it and they don't set it up. It makes sense after the fact, but like Melanie, do you know what I'm talking about with the x-ray goggles or whatever Mm -hmm. helmet? Mm -hmm. And basically people just start getting blown away and you don't expect it. Just chunks. Yeah. And (laughs) like the opener to the suicide squad or no less uh, expected than that shotgun. You know, there's a shotgun. Somebody goes to town. You're like, you don't see it coming. And you're like, wait, what? There's a story justification later. Mm-hmm. But it is some surprising, gory violence out of nowhere. Well, because initially, from what you understand, they're doing reconnaissance. They're going to sneak and see what's going on, not going in with guns blazing. You know, that's why you really don't expect it. But all of a sudden. To what looks like otherwise totally normal people. And that's yeah. part of it, too. Yeah. Like old lady. It starts with an old lady. And you're like, what? So. Yep. But it's good. Man, it's good. A gorilla. There's a gorilla. And a chainsaw fight. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anything else for Jesse? I don't know if I mentioned like Dan Brown. Did I mention that I was watching Mm-mm. The Lost Symbol on Peacock? No, I don't oh. think so. Okay, so I've been watching The Lost Symbol on Peacock. And <laughs> for people who don't remember Dan Brown at all, he got really popular for The Da Vinci Code. That book hit and then everybody started reading all of his stuff. And he made a few more books after that. And the lost symbol is one of them. So it's a recasting. Obviously it's not Tom Hanks in the role of Langdon, but it's, I don't know. I, thinking back, have you guys seen Da Vinci code? Yeah. No, no. Okay. It's think, wait, maybe not. Maybe I, I saw national treasure. You probably saw national. Treasure. Same thing. Basically, it's like Crichton would do this kind of thing where it's like he would take a thing that was plausible and make it kind of pretty interesting, like Jurassic Park, you know, or Mm -hmm. like the way that they do time travel in the timeline. Well, Dan Brown does that with like symbology and whatnot. And so it's like 
stuff like the Illuminati is, okay, we'll dive into this and make it sound kind of plausible, right? But then Mm -hmm. we'll also tie it with some spooky stuff to make it more interesting. And Mm -hmm. this is like that dialed up to 11. It was like, let's do a bunch of symbol stuff, the lost symbol, let's tie it to the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have them have the secret that's kind of supernatural. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know, like we're still watching it. But at this point, I'm kind of hate watching it because mm-hmm. I'm okay. like, this is kind of hot garbage. This is always where the Dan Brown stuff was eventually going to sh- go if he didn't just take it and go a different direction. I was like, okay, now it's just, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's almost sci-fi at this point. So Is it reptilians? I mean, we got a guy that's like tattooed head to toe. He looks like a lizard person almost, you know? Uh So no, but yeah, kind of. It's got like a vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. And the Freemasons are clearly a stand-in for the Illuminati, which was a stand-in for the Catholic Church in another one. And it's just bonkers. It's just, it's like, oh, this is interesting. That makes zero sense. Right. I don't know what any of that is. Book endings for the Dan Brown is so anticlimactic. So kind of like Stephen King then, huh? Yeah. That's what I was here. I haven't gotten to the end of the season yet. One of the things I do like about it is Eddie Izzard is in it. And I always love me some Eddie Izzard. Mm-hmm. I've seen him uh, in for a long time. But yeah, this is just so, I don't know. I don't know if I watched the movie, but I did read the first movie. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I read that one. And then the second book to that. And I mean, yeah, it's weird, but I kind of like conspiracy stuff. Is I, fun I read, uh, I read angels and demons and angels mm-hmm. and demons felt very much like a national treasure kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it was fun because it, it was referencing like artists and stuff that I knew because it's set mm-hmm. in Rome or Italy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. Vatican specifically the Vatican. And yeah, that one was fine, but like they seem to get gradually more bonkers. Right. And this one is just playing with, Sensory deprivation floats, causing visions and, I don't know, all sorts of weird stuff. Just go into like a trance and then force a bullet out of his own skin kind of thing. Mm. Like he's got a bullet hole in his back and then you see something like writhing around and it just goes out the hole. I'm like, what? (laughs) If he wanted to be more popular, he should go get his conspiracies from like 4chan or something. Right. Right. Let's yeah. Yeah, oh man. Dan Brown does the QAnon book next. Right? That'd be great. Let's do it. Uncoming Storm. Storms are storms. That's the tagline. Storms are storms coming. So book a boba. <laughs> I don't know how to get on that. I don't there's know anything our, about what you're talking the about. There's the segue. Yeah, from books to the book. A boba fett. Episode 6. The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Oh, that happens. Paul says, just once I want a book or movie to just end. Mid-sentence, just over. No rap, no cliffhanger, just over. That's how The Sopranos ended, I think. And I've seen movies like that. <laughs> the segues have been lit tonight. Yeah, I know. On fire. I know. They're, they're on fire and people are screaming, just like Benny loves you. I got a mystery for you. How do we segue into the book of Boba Fett? <laughs> How about that? That sounded go. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the goal of every segue, just to sound creepy. Uh, we're all um, just fed up. Ah. Uh, uh, uh. So. <laughs> yes. I don't know how to talk about this episode. Are we just going to jump into spoilers? We kind of have to. It opens with a spoiler Here the we- very first character we see is kind of like oh wasn't expecting that spoiler hold on i'm typing i know it's annoying but hold on <laughs> this was like episode six there we go there's oh, something hey look at we're that like the news man i would say we're professionals but professionals wouldn't get Whoa. this excited about it no, no, no. <laughs> it would not acknowledge it at all. Here, Especially okay. since our audio listeners can't see it at all. But there's is that is a little a, bit of this. Yeah. Now little... we're professionals. <laughs> yeah. The badge of cheapness and the scroll that says that we're going to spoil this thing. We're just going to go full amateur hour and just like, have so many scrolling texts and blinking graphics. Let's put some gifs oh, on yes, there. Oh, yes, please. Let's go old 90s internet, have dancing baby gif on there. 
oof. And do like a triangle transition fade for no reason. Like just, <laughs> just a triangle overlay that just covers part of me, but you can still see me behind it. Because triangles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like your 1992 HTML resume. Exactly. Yeah. Star wipe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so book of Boba Fett. Let's just talk about it. We're doing it. Paul says, that sounds like nerd sounds. I don't know what you're talking about. Nerd sounds. <laughs> That's me. Oh, yeah. It does. That's that me is. on TikTok. That's my name. So <laughs> there it is. There it is. How about that stock market ticker? Yeah. Yeah, I know. This is a fascinating. This is going to be great for the audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the sight gags they can't see. Okay, so let's just talk about it. It was, and I'm not talking about the story. The story was fine. I do like that we got another episode of Mandalorian in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep doing it. Who's Boba Fett? Uh, <laughs> we got to see him in this one. We did. We got to see him. They're, doing, <laughs> they're making plans. Him. They're over there yeah. making moves. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you guys are helping me in case everybody forgot who the show is about. <laughs> we got what I think is maybe the first cool-looking ominous alien in a Star Wars property ever. I'm not a big fan of the general design of Star Wars aliens. The creatures are generally fine. Like, you know, the weird Sarlacc pit. I, so I assume you're going creatures. for the final villain reveal, the new character? Yeah, that so character Cad, looks super cool. Cad Bane. And I don't know why I didn't expect it because he's so perfect for this setting. Because he looks like a Sergio... Leon, Leon, yeah, yeah, he looks like that kind of a character. He looks like a Clint Eastwood style bounty hunter, you know. I mean, yeah, what's he so, from? Yeah, the good, the bad, and the boba. That's <laughs> dead on. What that was, was dead in? on? Yeah, that's why I kept doing like Bing. he was in uh Clone Wars. Oh, okay, okay, so so he was a cartoon before this, okay, but he okay, looks great, sense. just like Rosaria Dawson's Jedi yeah, character. I, I bet Gabe's going nuts. That's how he got into Star Wars, and now he's like. Uh, That's so not good. a real whatever spacer racer crap because blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't care, Gabe. I don't, yeah, I don't his care. hat down the whole time. And I was just like, <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. All right, here's the thing why did they waste all this time on the new trilogy of movies when they could just be making old movies know. again? I don't know. They could be making the original Star Wars saga, and if they're going to stick with everything's got to be somewhat tangentially connected to the Skywalker bloodline and all that, like they ended up doing in the new trilogy of movies, just do what that right. episode did. Even the stuff that they allude to, essentially, The Last Jedi, well, I guess it happened earlier on, like R2-D2 just shorts out suddenly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, he started doing that a long time ago. Like, right after Return of the Jedi, apparently. So, male or saber? Yes. I enjoyed that. It frustrated me a little bit. We're talking about Baby Yoda. That's his name. (laughs) That's his name. Yeah. Or Gogurt. (laughs) Gogurt, yeah. That frustrated me because I'm like, come on. He could have both? Give him both. But it is, like, classic. It reminds me specifically of Lone Wolf and Cub or Samurai Showdown. It was cut together and re-released in the U.S. as Samurai something. I don't remember. But where he's got the kid and he's like, sword or the ball? If you choose the ball, death. I'll kill you. And then, you know, whatever. Choose sword. You have a hard life, but we'll do that. So this is a little bit different, but it reminded me of that. I'm sure that wasn't accidental. It's a very Samurai thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I liked it in theory. (laughs) I was a little frustrated. I was just like, he could do both. It's fine. <laughs> I was upset that they didn't show us from the second it was made that adorable little tiny male outfit. That was so cute. The little shade male. Yeah, yes. the reveal just in case. Oh, it was just great. Talk about burying the lead though. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. <laughs> it was so good. It was so it was much better than. The last season. Well, whoever the guy from YouTube that Lucasfilm or Disney, whoever, they hired some YouTuber after that. Because, you know, after that, then a bunch of YouTubers like, well, can we do a better deep fake than Disney? And one of those people they ended up hiring. And I think that was a good hire because it looked so good. Mm-hmm. 
The only time it was a little weird was sometimes when he was talking, if he wasn't in a certain kind of light, he looked weird. Corridor crew did do a video like that. And when I first heard the news, I was like, oh, was it some of the corridor crew guys? But it wasn't. They hired somebody, another guy. I don't know his name offhand. It wasn't a channel I was familiar with. Are we sure about that? Because Peter disappeared. Peter did disappear, but I don't think it was Peter. It was somebody else. Yeah. You know, corridor, though, you know, they put that stuff out there like, come on, Disney. Come on. <laughs> yeah. We're for hire. <laughs> we talked to all your stuntmen. Mm. So. What do you guys think? It was great. Right. Just the Luke thing or just the, yeah. I mean, like the whole episode. Yeah. It was the best part of my day. I mean, I don't know if that's great or not, but like waking up early, watching this first thing in the morning, I was mm -hmm. just like, this episode somehow topped the Mandalorian working on a speeder. Yeah. Paul makes this super interesting. I like it. It shows why Luke fails Ben. He doesn't understand you can have personal things and still be a Jedi. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> Come on, Disney. Grolix is for hire for Disney Plus Podcast. <laughs> you know Listen, what? I would I, do it. I, you know, as much trash as I talk about Disney once in a while, I would do that <laughs> in a heartbeat. I would feel some serious internal conflict about it. But I'm not going to turn away some Disney money. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to, honestly. I don't think I can rein myself in enough for disney i could try but i'd probably fail and then we'd all lose our jobs so. oh no yeah i'm gonna get fired <laughs> i'm gonna get fired <laughs> if suddenly like disney became my employer i'd be much more like so what about all these dirty dealings and monopoly deals and sweatshops you got sweatshops overseas i know you do <laughs> oh, no no you... oh yeah <laughs> yeah okay we're getting fired guys <laughs> guys I'll be like, Jesse, Good. Jesse, Jesse has no part of what I'm about this to say. This could be the Baby Yoda podcast. The real one. <laughs> no. <laughs> the official Baby Yoda podcast. The child or something. And I believe like, the child. Sure. I want, I want to that. see the, I like, want no, to see the baby. Sign this contract. I'll be like, oh, but Baby Yoda. <laughs> Maddie D says, man, can you imagine Disney money instead of cat dancer monies? <laughs> cat dancer monies, kind of like Savannah is a cat dancer because she donates every month to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Grolix podcast. If you're at the cat dancer tier, you get a shout out like Savannah just did. Mm -hmm. Even when she's not here. Or it doesn't have to be that much. You'd be a dollar, dollar a month. Yeah. So the episode was good, but it's the technology. <laughs> I'm that person. That's the technology. Like, yes, there were a few times with the lighting. That's a little weird, but it's so much better than it was in that last season of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There was so much more of him than I expected. Right. They were smart about the angles they shot from and stuff, but he's up in a tree. He's running, doing backflips with Baby Yoda on his back. You know, I was expecting him to swing on a hairy vine. If, uh, yeah. If you don't watch Bad Lip Reading, you have to go watch Bad Lip Reading with Yoda. Yeah. And it makes this episode so much better. Yes. <laughs> and... They didn't. Back, back when you jump. There were times when he did like the, a full, like from behind to front turn. And I was like, whoa, that's real risky. I know it's not just deep fake. I'm sure there's a bunch of CGI in there and stuff like that. Honestly, hey, thanks for tuning in, Arlem Knight. Yeah, have a good night. Honestly, the weirdest aspect to it for me was the voice. Yeah. But in a way, it was also perfect because, and you could say it's the character. It's the way the character carries himself and speaks. But Mark Hamill's not really the best in those movies, right? right? Mark Hamill's awesome, but his look sometimes is delivery. And I felt like whatever they did for this, and I don't know that the information's out there yet, but whatever they did, some people think there's a little voice synthesis. I think there is maybe some voice acting from other people and then some like weird stuff based on because Mark Hamill got a credit. I'm sure he was a part of this. Mm -hmm. In fact, his body language seemed much more Mark Hamill to me, but like old Mark Hamill at times, like when he turned, he just seemed a little stiffer. But his delivery, his vocal delivery was a little stiff, but it was stiff in the way that Luke Skywalker was, especially in that time period of those movies when he's like, he was so uptight. He's a new yes. Jedi and he yes. needs everybody to remember. No, yeah. no, I am. I'm a Jedi. I'm super serene, monk-like even. 
and Mark Hamill hadn't hit his voice acting craziness yet where he could just let loose and be wild. And I think that's more the Mark Hamill that we know than the kid that was, you know, just starting to be known. Yeah. And was more cautious. Oh, yeah. No, I I think he excels when he can be over the top with his voice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Loki is what he does, but Matt asks, did they modulate his voice because current Mark Hamill sounds more gravelly than young Mark Hamill? Yeah, that definitely wasn't current Mark Hamill voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his voice is in there. I could see them maybe trying some stuff, but I think there's definitely some synthesized stuff in there. They can do the machine learning voices pretty good now, mm-hmm. and that's why I think that might be part of what they did because the delivery was stiff, but at times like the inflection sounded wrong, and mm-hmm. maybe that's a result of that. I'd be very curious. They're going to come out with the behind the scenes when they're done with Boba Fett a bit. I'm sure. Find out all about they it. have to, yeah. I was happy to see Cowboy Sheriff back. I was just going to ask you guys if you were pumped to see him because that was a surprise right off the bat. They mm-hmm. opened with the Marshal, with Cobb. Yeah. yeah. Timothy o- Oliphant or whatever. The Marshal. Yeah. Even, even when he's in space, he's a Marshal. Right. <laughs> even when he's in space, he's an old Western Marshal. <laughs> yep. Modern so day. Good. Old so Western good in that role. Love him. He is. Do you think he enjoys that or do you think he's like, yeah, I'll be a marshal again or whatever? (laughs) He seems to be enjoying it, but maybe he's just that good, you know? So do you think that Cad Bane just killed a man since we're just spoiling this thing? I think he killed a man, but I don't know if he killed the marshal. Yeah, because the the marshal took one shot, right? He took one shot and it was definitely like, could have been here or it was a side, definitely a side. And he went to the side. The deputy got lots of shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the deputy's he, dead. He was the reason all that went down anyway. I mean, not yeah. the overall reason, but if he would have just gone inside, like he had said, then he wouldn't have been trying to stop him and looked away and whatnot. I think Timothy Oliphant, I think once he got cast as some type of lawman, and mm-hmm. I think Deadwood cemented it. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> I'm sure he's done other roles, but man, he is some type of lawman in so many of the things he's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That popped in my head too. That song, man, he said, I think he killed the deputy, but not the sheriff or the marshal. Mm-hmm. I knew something bad was going to happen to him though. As soon as he kicked over that little box of spice, I was like, Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Something bad is going to happen to him. That makes sense. I like him. Yeah. I don't think he's done his character. I get that they like that townspeople, probably more the sheriff than the rest of them, but whatever. He likes them. He thinks they'll be good fighters. But what about, what do you call them? They're his friends. They waved at him when he flew by. Have the Jawas? Yeah. I love that they had the, like, skull on the top of it. So I'm trying to remember. I thought it was the Tuscans got all that, right? Did they trade it to the Jawas? Or probably. maybe I'm missing. I may need to go back and rewatch that, but it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got this giant dragon skull on the top of their tank. I'm sure that well, has a name. I noticed maybe this is not what it was, but in the bar in the town, there's the huge like rib cage thing is inside the like bar. The bar's like structured around it now. And I don't know if that was the case or oh, if that's yeah. supposed to be from that thing as well. Probably. Paul says, I'm not following Jawas into war. <laughs> what? <laughs> You don't have to follow them. They'll come out from like hiding and get at everybody's ankles and stuff. Paul says, this will be what gets Freetown into the fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's kind of cliche, but like I kind of, I said it about Mandalorian and we're still talking about Mandalorian, <laughs> but I said it about Mandalorian. They do a lot of cliche, been there, done that storylines, but that's the point. It's kind of pulpy. It's a pulp Western stuff like that. Which is what Star Wars stuff is anyway. Pulp Western, Samurai, that kind of stuff. But I didn't expect it to be instantaneous because what's-his-name is in his jet flying overhead, flying away, and, oh, here's the big bad comes walking up, like, instantly. Could have put a little time in between then and now. <laughs> right, I remember right, when yeah. we were watching it, I'm like, is he even out of town yet? What is going on? <laughs> like... it's not our problem okay well now it is marshall just wave be like oh oh it's coming the trouble's here (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah he could have calmed he could have been like uh uh, copy he's still Mm -hmm. there (laughs) yeah it was instantaneous and i thought that was a little cheesy a bit much but 
whatever. So like the main thing with this one, and a lot of people have already said it though, is like they took all the toys out to play with them in this episode because there were so many characters I wasn't expecting to see at all. We haven't even really touched on Ahsoka Tano. I alluded to the fact that Rosario Dawson's in this episode. She didn't need to be there, but it was kind of cool that she was, and it gave Mando someone to talk to that was the real person instead of mm-hmm. a robot face on a <laughs> yeah. right, on a stunt man. Yeah. Or whatever they would credit them as. Man, you think about that. Like Grogu's talking to a person that's not a person. Right. You're right. Like that whole thing. All those interchanges were, yeah. Well, like Rosario Dawson talked to the person that's not a person, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't expect to see her. I kind of expected to see Luke just a smidge. You know, I was like, okay, if we see Grogu, then we're going to see Luke. But I didn't expect a Sokotano. I didn't expect the Marshal. And I definitely didn't expect new characters like Cad Bane. She's got those weird head things, and I hate those head things. I hate all the creatures. (laughs) If I was a star... You know what? I'm not even going to finish that sentence. It could be easily taken out of context. Did you guys think the bar was going to explode? Yes. When they walked in, I'm like, why are they just walking in with a bomb? She did even call it right out. Why are they walking in with a bomb before they even even sat down? Don't they have metal detectors or something? I mean, everybody's metal. Well, I guess, but you know, the Max Rebo band dead. (gasps) Are they dead? Is the blue elephant dead? How how is no one asking this question? I haven't even thought about that, but that is, that's shocking. Did they all die? You know what? It was a bomb. That's character assassination. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they'll just like. Those are original characters. They'll freeze them all and Boba will give them like a turn in his little fix them up machine. And then it'll all be good. Right. (laughs) Maddie D says, Oh, well, earlier he said, hey, I was just happy to see the best Star Wars alien, Max Rebo. And then he said, no, he Max Rebo can survive anything. Better hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited was... for the war. Oh, are you? Yeah. In the stars? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just going to be on Tatooine, though. Yeah, um, no, you're right. But yeah. And I want them to, they're not going to, but I want them to ride a sand monster a sandworm. I want it to be Dune. I want them to write a sandworm in and eat other bad guys. Well, you know what? All this time away from Boba Fett mm-hmm. is probably time in which he could have learned how to ride his uh, yep. Rancor. I was just going to say, that's why we're not seeing Boba Fett. Because, I mean, actually, I do want to see that. <laughs> I do want to see the trial and error of trying to learn how to ride a dinosaur. I mean, a Rancor beast. Mm-hmm. That's going to be epic. We're going to have mm-hmm. Boba Fett on a flipping dinosaur while Danny Trejo cheers and weeps. That's, <laughs> that is going to be a thing we'll see. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here for it. I think anytime a show wants to do that, normally it'd be a montage. Right. <laughs> oh. From now on, that show just derails into the Mandalorian. And then when it comes back, our characters have learned what they bait need and learn. switch. It's a bait and switch. We don't need the montage. We just be like this whole time. I've been riding a rancor and I am the <laughs> rancor whisperer. Yeah. I was watching. I'm trying to think of something absurd. Peacemaker. Apparently they needed to learn something because suddenly Mandalorian was there for two episodes and we watched him build a classic <laughs> hot rod. Then the next episode, Peacemaker knew how to do this thing. So yeah. He taught an Eagle to carry him. Just <laughs> And that eagle was savage, wasn't he? But anyway, sorry, we're not on that show. Oh, in Peacemaker? Yeah. We seen the eagle tear an eyeball out today. It was hardcore. <laughs> so, Book of Boba Fett is good, but that might just be because Mandalorian is good. I don't, I don't really know yet. <laughs> you know, it might be. It's so interesting. It is a risky thing because it was fine. The show's fine. I was enjoying it. It was a little silly at times, but I was enjoying it. Although I still have a slight beef with, I get that he took over. Like he came in and took out the guy that was running the place. And he's like, this is mine now. But like, then he did no ruthless boss stuff to make people think right. that he should own this. It's like, no, you just keep telling people and you're acting nice about it, which is in a proper world. Sure. Would be the way that you could gain power. But that's not how most realities work. So, like, you're going to become a crime boss being nice to everybody? It's weird. I don't know this if I was the a way. crime boss. 
and somebody else came in around there like I'm a crime boss. Here, have some mints, and you know I'll do business <laughs> with you. I might be a little terrified. I'd be like, "What's in those mints? What's this guy talking about? I don't dress him. He's too nice." You know, that's a good point. But then this like derailing into Mandalorian, and it's not bad. It doesn't make me dislike the Boba Fett stuff more. But it's like, yeah, Mandalorian's better. <laughs> <laughs> they just do better things when Mando so... is involved. The interesting thing about this, though, is there's that kind of knee-jerk reaction of, I thought this was the Boba Fett show and not the Mandalorian. Like, people are like, oh, they needed the Mandalorian to come in and save the show. And it's like, okay, yes and no. This was clearly the plan. It's not like Mm -hmm. the execs are like, oh, these episodes are tanking. Let's really quick film a ridiculous CGI Luke Skywalker. Like, no, this was always the plot. Right. Mm-hmm. I bet this episode got more planning on the visual effects side than a lot of other episodes. Right. They're like this one specific thing. Got to nail it. How I many bet that took a lot of left. Effort. It's got to be like almost no episodes left. Right. One or two. Because this is how they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul makes an interesting point here. There were two Boba episodes in Mando. Yeah. Right. The episode before was like, whoa, suddenly it's the Mandalorian. But this episode felt like, okay, tying it all in. Because honestly, the Book of Boba Fett isn't the Book of Boba Fett. It's all just the same show continuing. It's the next season Mm -hmm. of Mandalorian. It's just Mandalorian's not the central figure anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's still like the same show. Maybe they're doing it to kill off the Mandalorian. Because I would imagine it's a lot easier to and cheaper to shoot a show on one planet that it looks like a desert than to have different planets that you have to travel to and different aliens. I mean, there's still going to be different aliens, but for the most part, you can use the same aliens over, you know, rather than like a Mandalorian, not every episode, but a lot of episodes, he's hopping to different planets, meeting different people, you know, they have to come up with different effects for all of it, you know? So, you know, who's going to die in the next episode? No, you got a prediction. Yes. The Naboo cruiser dies. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you think so? Yeah, because you can't carry carbonite in that cruiser. It's too cool and too fast. It's going to die. I love it's too cool as part of it. It's too cool and too fast. <laughs> it's too Not cool because and too there's no fast. room. Nothing that the Mandalorian touches can last more than, I don't know, a couple of episodes. That's like, true. This is really nice, and we spend an entire episode working on it. So it can only last an episode or two. Mm-hmm. It's like a Beskar spear. Nah, mm-hmm. we better melt it down. Mm-hmm. That's a whole <laughs> lot of spear to go into. Uh, yeah, one little, little chain mail, by the way. <laughs> the, cute, the cutest little chain mail ever. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. You gave that lady a whole spear that looked heavy, and she gives yeah. you back this little thing wrapped up. It's like, wait, Solid what? Beskar, yeah. Huh. What? <laughs> But I, I think you're supposed to give them a percentage, at least, of it, right? A healthy percentage, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Paul says he doesn't think Baby Yoda is playing for the next season of Mando. So we're thinking that they chose a saber, then. Mm. Yeah, saber. I feel like it was probably, I mean, a little calculated, because they know how cute Baby Yoda looks. But I feel like Baby Yoda kind of became a problem when they're like, where do we take the show the kind of organic storyline is Baby Yoda has to go away. Where do we take Mandalorian without Baby Yoda? People are going to lose interest. That's definitely a risk. And doing it this way, where there's the spinoff show. I know there's other spinoff shows coming. I don't know how entwined they'll be. but uh, mm-hmm. Well, if I was Baby Yoda, I would be like, lightsabers <laughs> are cool and all, but you know what? Mando has a lightsaber too, and he didn't ask me to choose. So... Yeah. And what are you going to do with all that Beskar? <laughs> <laughs> Sell it so you can train some Kylo Rens? That's a bad idea, Luke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luke irritated me. I get what he was doing with the choice. I know we're back on this. We already talked about this. But <laughs> as soon as he laid it out, I knew what he was doing. And I was like, no, that's a gift from Mando. You just give it to him. Don't make this part of the lesson. Mando wants him to have that. But, but obviously, you know, this is just payback. Yoda made him go into a cave. <laughs> That's right. He, he never dude. forgave Yoda for making Crazy him go into a cave. Darth Vader. Yeah. Yep. 
he had some weird twisted like revenge on his <laughs> deep seated issues with the way Yoda trained him. Man, and they even like tied it to Order sixty six or whatever it is mm. with the killing of the younglings. So Grogu was there all along, or he was on oh, a different planet being trained because he was like seeing visions of you know mm-hmm. the Jedi fighting off the clone troopers. Right. Mm. This might have been a Kit Fisto planet little, or something. I was a little mad at Luke for that too. He's like, "Let me help you see your memories." I'm like, "Yeah, trauma, oh trauma, <laughs> exactly." Thanks. Yeah. Be better if we just forget that. Ooh, oh, Maddie, Maddie, D. D. Yeah. yeah, good, point. real good point. <laughs> and now me and Jesse will complete the rest of the episode in synchronized speaking, <laughs> but we won't actually read Matt's comment. No. No, he says Grogu has to go with Mando. Otherwise, he'll be killed by Kylo Ren. And no one wants to see Ben kill a child. You know, this is a classic Eagle Fang karate or Miyagi-Do karate moment where he's got to choose no be there or the best defense is more offense. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you choose, which is ironic because it's backwards. Do you choose the Beskar armor and go with a bounty hunter or do you choose a lightsaber and stay with the Jedi? Can I just comment? This popped in my head talking about the, no one wants to see Ben kill a child. The dude's like 50 something. So I don't know that we can necessarily consider him a child. I'm just saying. I mean, I know they live way longer oh, than we do. Groku? Yeah. He's older than, like, everyone in the cast, practically. So he's had a long life already. I mean, for us, a long life. For him, not maybe not, but, you know. How old do they have to be before they learn to talk? <laughs> That's a fair question. It is really weird to see Luke giving him lessons like he would any other little Jedi kid. And Grogu's like, you know, like still making baby sounds. It's yeah. so weird. And like, he's trying to walk behind. And I did enjoy like Luke keeps mind swooping him forward. Walk, 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 swoop him forward. Like that was interesting. That's that like fun. I love that. I don't care how old he is. That's still a baby. He's still like got the baby <laughs> mentality. Until you throw a laser ball at him. He was doing good. Yeah. Yeah. He did really well for a baby. Here's baby's first laser ball. I wonder if he's got that child vampire thing where he's like, why, why is everybody always treating me like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why it popped in my head, but they're coming out with another Willow movie or a series. Oh, Willow. Yeah. It's yeah. Like a Disney plus show, right? Or movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I know why it popped in my head because the kids in that were adorable, but they're probably almost the same size. So they'd still be adorable to me and that would be inappropriate. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, thank you. I'm glad you recognized that it would be inappropriate. I, I know it is, I, but I feel it. Like, oh, I just want to cuddle you. I'm 57. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Paul says Warwick is jacked. Cool. Warwick Davis. How old is he now, man? When he made Willow, he was like 17. Okay. 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 He had to be younger than that when he was wicked, right? There's a promo they did where it's like, him talking with a bunch of the cast from the show and they're all like young hot current stars or whatever it's not the best but it's kind of funny it's Is they do a lot like of like old man willow <laughs> yeah. like old man logan but it's old man willow <laughs> oh man i hope it's gritty <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm yeah i hope they have a dinosaur venom <laughs> i was disappointed i didn't see a val kilmer i mean I don't know if Val Kilmer does a whole lot. No, no. Mad Mardigan. Yeah. Old Man Mardigan. (laughs) That's, yes. That even works with the rhythm of it. You know what? Disney can do anything now. Do Mm -hmm. it. That was the thing. I think the young Luke, I was like, they can do anything now. Because, you know, if they focus on it and channel enough, like they could replace everything in a like the marvel movies there's a bunch of marvel movies that they look great maybe not 100 percent realistic sometimes do look 100 percent realistic and it's like you know the only thing in that are their faces the only real thing in this that keeps this from just being a cgi animated feature is the fact that they retain some of the video footage of their face mm-hmm. they don't even have to do that now and it's pretty convincing mm-hmm. so they could just do whatever mm-hmm. but they still even when they do that like, if you look at Love, Death, and Robots or 
maybe it's Death Love and Robots, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you look at that most recent season or whatever, they look like people. It looks real, but they still have to have the actor there to get the facial movement and all that. They still have to have somebody act it out before they do it. So, I mean, it might not be live action, but it's basically still the same thing. Oh, yeah. I don't think... I'm not saying get rid of actors, but... But maybe pay them a little less because... I mean, not <laughs> but not, not putting down, you know, they're talented. Are they worth millions of dollars? I don't think so. That's me personally, though. So there is a lot of interesting comments going on. I'm not trying to, like, derail from what you're saying, Melanie. No, it's fine. So I'm going to start with... Paul says, Willow is fine, but Dinklage says the Seven Dwarves is detrimental and sets little people rolls back. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Matty D says, Old Man Willow, hmm, pull my finger and I'll show you some magic. <laughs> is that a cord oh. behind your ear? Uh, Paul doesn't want to see a bloated Mardigan. Matty D says, <laughs> they can bring in James Dean as a Jedi. Jedi Dean. CGI Jedi Dean. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. It'd be a Jedi without a cause. Did that movie ever happen with the CGI James Dean? Are they still filming that? Is that still going to be a thing? I don't know. I mean, it got a lot of publicity, so I don't know. It did. We recently had to watch some clips from that, too, because I have never actually seen a James Dean movie. Oh. And I was wondering if he was actually even a good actor, because he died pretty young, and I know he wasn't in much. But my conclusion was... He was actually okay, and mostly he was okay because people were still in that phase where they had just come from the stage and didn't know how to not overact, you know? Yeah. And he yeah. acted like an actual person. So you guys uh, watched Rebel? Which made him way better. That's the one you watched? We didn't watch the whole thing. We just watched, yeah, chunks of it. Yeah, she mentioned it. and was like, why was he so great? And I was like, I think it's just because he's cool. But yeah, we searched up, wait, what was it from? Maybe Rebel Without a Cause. I think that was what it was. Yeah, we watched a couple scenes from it. We didn't watch the whole thing mm-hmm. because it was just like, I don't know. And that, so you yeah, guys got to see a super duper young Dennis Hopper. Oh, was he in that? Yeah, Dennis Hopper is one of the like thugs. Oh. It might not have been that, though. I don't recall. No, yeah, it, it maybe. I don't know. It devolved into talking about Steve McQueen, and then we left that and went off somewhere else. Yeah, our conversation, that is. Because Steve McQueen's like same thing, a super cool guy, and cars and stuff but yeah melanie yeah you know what else is amazing in addition to cgi james dean's brains yes i wish somebody had some interesting recent facts about that i do which would you prefer to hear about our brains or cat brains jesse what you want to hear about human brains or cat brains cat brains okay that one's the easier one anyway okay cat brains are shrinking they did a bunch of studies on old skulls like 10,000 years old and the skulls of cats have gotten significantly smaller over the years and it's because we domesticated them and we're not sure exactly how it connects but breeding them basically to be more tame apparently has some connection to certain areas of the brain that shrunk because of that because they don't have to be as afraid or basically they don't have to have as much sensory stuff going on i think because they live inside for the most part so their brains shrink and it's sad because you know we want them to have big brains but they're so cute so and that's why they chase laser pointers now yeah so cats are (laughs) probably dumber but they're nicer so and hopefully they'll grow wings and the world will be terrifying no no cat wings (laughs) that's a thing that's right man callback Woo! yeah and if you want to look it up in your spare time, the other thing I posted it on my Facebook, if you're my friend, our brains keep us 15 seconds in the past. So, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah. Matt wants to know, though, what about cat people brains? Well, they are cat people. So if they are domesticated, which I mean, if they're around us, I suppose they would have to be. Then their brains also shrink. And if they're living in the wild, then they're probably still fine. But we don't know because we can't find them. How many seconds in the past are they? Hmm. I'm going to guess probably similar to us. I think it might be, unless you're like a bug, maybe I would think it would have to be kind of a universal thing. Maybe not exactly 15 seconds, but however many seconds it takes back to keep the picture smooth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Paul just said, holy crap. I just realized Mel is behind Randy. There were some weird hand movements over his shoulder and I thought the room was haunted. Yeah. I don't have the, we were in a rush today. Because we didn't get home till like almost 8.30, mm-hmm. 8.20 or so. 
So I didn't put up the screen or none of that. But yeah, yeah Melanie's hiding back there. Mm-hmm. That's it in the corner, though. It's Yeah, you can see that's the stand I've been using where it makes it smell like old school or something. <laughs> it, it, well, I think that's basically, yeah. Storage. Anyway, Jesse. Yes. You got anything exciting coming up or anything you want to talk about before we go? I feel like I should. I don't think I do, though. I don't think I do either. I don't think I do. <laughs> I'm totally forgetting it, so. Hopefully it was. So important. your birthday is coming up, which reminds me in about a month, the Grolic's birthday anniversary is coming up as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. As well as our anniversary. Yes. So it's all the same time. So how long have we been doing this? It'll be, are we I in our eight or imagine. seven right now? We're coming up on like eight, I think. Man. Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. That's 2014. Crazy. crazy to think. Listen, you guys might not know. We've been doing the Grolic's for eight years. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> We've been doing the show long enough that Jesse could have been his teacher for a couple of years already. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. No excuse for that behavior. Come on. You know the hash rules. Br- <laughs> for some reason in the comments, hashtag has become hash brown. Hash brown, where's the 100? That's a Cobra Kai reference. Oh, Send it to it? the internet. Okay. Hash brown 100 cut. Hash browns. Oh, man. I don't know what you're all talking about. It's so strange. Yes. <laughs> Making food references and hundred. Big eyebrows. Yeah. I what? Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Yeah, I got to draw on your eyebrows. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think okay. this is a sign. This is a sign we're living fifteen seconds in the past. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. I thought we were gonna do a shorter show <laughs> today. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for watching. All of you. Nice viewer count tonight. I shouldn't say that on the show, but I'm saying it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great Friday, I guess. Getting ahead of myself. And if you're listening on the podcast feed, thanks. Have a nice week. You can find more of this at GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. We're also on the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network, which recently got a facelift. It's not just gray anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to bring people up. in <laughs> color it up <laughs> and patreon youtube all that stuff you know you've heard it you've heard that crap <laughs> all right you know about the speed pump speed pump the speed pimp the legend of the speed pimp <laughs> the speed gonna, pimp from the desert or whatever that's going to be a spinoff show of ours it's yeah. just going to it's going to be just be promotion. It'll be except the book for, of Speed Pimp. Yeah, it'll except be for two a episodes. Video. It'll turn it'll into Grawlick's podcast for two episodes and then go back. I don't think I've seen a single book in this show. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grawlick's Nights, the Grawlick's Podcast live show. The Grawlick's Podcast is hosted by Jesse Kiefer, Melanie Crawford, and Randall Sylvie. Produced by Randall Sylvie and edited by Melanie Crawford. Be sure to check out our live streams at grawlickspodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream weekly Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, grawlickspodcast.com slash live. So here's what's on the agenda today. I don't know.